0: Hello, Sacred Soul, I am so grateful that you have decided to press play on this episode. You are in for such an incredible conversation. Before we get started, I do wanna encourage you to be fully present with this conversation and maybe have a notebook and a pen nearby so you can jot down some notes. It's my intention that you walk away with something that you can take action on. So if you have some notes or you do find that you're taking action on something really inspired by what we talk about in this episode, I also encourage you to stay after the episode is finished for some details about Sacred Success Live, which will be opening up at the end of this month. And we will be starting officially for a six month container in September. So if you want the details, stay to the end of the episode and I will let you get into all of the juicy things we're going to talk about today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything podcast. Today, we are going to discuss energetic maintenance and how to live by design. We're going to go through my chart, and I'm going to tell you all of the things that I'm currently doing and the ways that I am intentionally living according to my design. And while we will be discussing some business things, I think that it would be really helpful for you to see how this shows up outside of business as well, because the routines that I've put into place outside of business and in my everyday life are actually what support me in showing up in my genius and showing up in my best energy in business as well. So while my business is also extremely designed to support me and my energy my life is as well. And so I want to show you how it shows up in my actual life. Energetic maintenance is a fancy term that I like to use that really describes intentionally being yourself. How much does your life support you in being even more you essentially? So when I'm thinking about my design, I want to create routines. I want to create habits. I want to be a person who takes care of themselves. I wanna be someone who nurtures themselves. One of the ways that I can love myself and nurture myself and take care of myself is through my design. So we're gonna start at the top. We're gonna start with the aura. How do I nurture my aura? I am a manifesting generator in my whole aura. And in my conscious design, I have the 3420 channel. So I'm a sacral mani gen, and that's all I have there. And then I'm a triple split emotional projector in my physical body or with that unconscious side. So when I'm nurturing my aura, I am taking into consideration essentially three different beings. I know that when I come together and when I'm fully in alignment, I am this emotional manifesting generator, but I know that my mind is a sacral gen that just wants to respond, just wants to jump into things. And so consciously the shadows of the undefined centers and that sensation of maybe I don't have this, maybe I lack this can be present. This is where I have to really trust my body and lean into my body a little bit more. And then when I've been nurturing my body, I've been taking care of it in a way that is more supportive of what we typically think of as projector advice. I used to be somebody that would spend hours lifting, heavy, heavy lifting at the gym. I would find a workout partner. I would get together with somebody. We would go for hours. I mean, I have spent like three, four hours a day at the gym, lifting weights, stretching, running, just really getting into all of that physicality. I used to study At the gym as well. I would bring flashcards. I would make Quizlet decks. I could pull it up on my phone. I would bring written material. So my notes or my outlines or study guides or anything that I made and I would walk on the treadmill or I would walk on the Stairmaster Or I would ride a bike for a little bit at just like a low intensity speed to get my body moving while I was learning information. That's still something that I do occasionally, but now how I've been nurturing my body a little bit more is not overexerting myself. So I still challenge myself, but I don't like to do high intensity exercise for more than 20, 30 minutes a day. I went from being somebody who worked out for extensive periods of time, really high intensity and of course, along with that, I was also very aware of what I was eating. I was very aware of what I was consuming and putting into my body. That wasn't working for me anymore. So I've lessened the amount of activity that I actually have. I've been more active in my daily life. And that's been really nurturing to my energy to have a routine that is consistent, have a routine that supports me and feeling good without making myself feel physically drained every single day. So with the ManiGen Aura, I am always involved in many, many things that light me up. For me, it's extremely important to have a lot of free time on my schedule so that I can set my to-do list. I can set my to-manifest list at the beginning of the week, and I can look at All of the things that I have ridden my emotional wave on and I have decided need to be done at that time or I'm feeling that root center pressure and I'm feeling like now is the time to push on these particular projects. I'm feeling those urges, I'm feeling those nudges. I'll put them on my list at the beginning of the week but I have so much free time in my schedule That I can jump in and I can get lost in projects most days of the week. For example, in the month of September, I do have a little bit of travel, but I only have 16 calls on my schedule. For the entire month, (laughs) I have 16 calls on my schedule. And three of those are my personal coaching calls. I am getting mentorship from somebody else. So really, I'm only working for 13 calls, and two of those are team calls as well. So there's really only 11 calls where I am interacting with clients in some way, shape, or form. Even thinking about that. It's even less than that because we have calls with support coaches. We have calls with a whole bunch of people this month. (laughs) Really, there's less than 10 calls per month that I am actively working with clients. And so that's 10, we'll say maybe 12 hours every single month that I am responsible for being somewhere specific all of the other time. I have the freedom to jump into whatever projects I want to. Today, I'm getting lost in some recording. A couple of days ago, I got lost in some writing. I wrote a bunch of emails that day. I'll choose what I'm feeling and I'll just kind of jump back and forth. Sometimes that means that I have a very specific post that I want to make. And so I will start with the graphics and I will do the layering and the fun textures in the background. I'll do the design. I'll figure out what information I want to bring into it. I'll do a little bit of research if I need to refer to some notes to individualize that content more. I'll go into it as far as I need to, but I can get lost in that project without having to worry about time. This is really important for the manifesting generator, but specifically because I have the 3420 channel. The 3420 channel is this essence of you just get lost in projects and it's not you working, it is work flowing through you. And so I need long stretches of time where there is no deadline, where I can genuinely get lost in a project and essentially lose all awareness of what I'm doing. I know it's been a good day at work or if I'm working on a specific project where I've been in it, I've been taking care of myself that day, I've gotten lost in it and I just don't even pay attention to what time it is. Then all of a sudden the sun is setting, I'm finishing up I'm like, wow, I just spent five hours on this one thing and it feels really, really good to have it done. That free time is not just consumed with work. And very often it's actually not consumed with work. It's important for me to have areas outside of my business that are also areas of growth, areas of challenge and areas of joy and pleasure and satisfaction. So I have houseplants all over the place. I have pets that I absolutely adore that bring me a lot of joy that really give me life to play with and to hang out with and to nurture and take care of. I have a lot of hobbies outside of my business that also support me in my energetic maintenance. And what I love about all of these hobbies is that it goes in phases. It definitely goes in phases. So right now I'm really curious about food. I'm interested in cooking more. I've gone through baking phases. I've gone through phases where I taught myself how to draw. I've gone through graphic design phases. I've gone through color by number phases as just an outlet for creativity and something that I'm really enjoying playing with. I recently got a motorcycle. That's been really interesting to play with. I'm challenging myself to come back to my gymnastics roots and I'm working on handstands. I'm working on some fun tricks that I used to do, building strength. Playing outside of my business is also very supportive and very nurturing for my energy. That's something that I do very often. So that is nurturing specifically for the aura. And now I want to go into the body graph and I actually want to bring you through how I view moving energy through the body graph. So we have two pressure centers. We have the head center, which is a pressure center, and we have the root center, which is a pressure center. And they're pushing energy to be expressed through the throat center. These are essentially places where you intake energy And the way that you express it, the way that it moves through the circuitry is it's looking to be expressed into the physical world. So you have this map of how energy is coming into you and how it's moving out of you through these streams of awareness and through the circuitry. That we're seeing in the human design body graph but everything is aimed at the throat center everything is reaching towards the throat center because the throat center is this portal between the inner world and the outer world so when you look at the channels and when i look at the channels i can see where the energy is starting what it wants to be transformed into and where it's going i see the journey of where it's starting and where it's going and so with all of the channels in my body graph because i'm a triple split It feels very much like it's me in each individual part of my process. I'm working with the individual channels when I'm in that center, when I'm in that area, because not everything is on the same cohesive page. When I am looking at, let's say my defined root center, I know that that energy can go any way. It can turn into feeling really emotional and it can pressure me to feel things more deeply. It can pressure me to move from fantasy into anticipation and desire, And lightness and all of those amazing things It can go into the emotional center. It might do that sometimes but that's undefined for me it might reach up to my sacral center and really pressure me to take action right now and to immediately respond to this pressure and create something new with my sacral energy. But most often, because I have a channel that connects it to my splenic center, I'm looking to make corrections and I'm looking to make corrections over a period of time. What happens is there's usually for me when I'm processing stress, I go through phases where I'm going to push, I'm going to make a lot of improvements, I'm going to do a lot of things. And then I'll have a phase where I'm not interested in pushing, but I'm evaluating, I'm learning, I'm analyzing what I can improve next time. For an example of how this works, I am moving into a new house still we are unpacking still. It's been a couple of months. We're still waiting for some furniture that we purchased months ago and we are still just decorating and I'm still figuring out what I wanna do with all of these rooms and all of this space and how I wanna make it my own. I am going through phases. I'm going through a push phase and a non-push phase. We had the initial push, which was we needed to get things out of boxes so that we could live comfortably. I had the system for when we needed to be doing it, what boxes needed to go where. I was pretty organized in how I was bringing in the initial unpacking we weren't unpacking everything we were unpacking what we needed at the time and then we unpacked some more and then we had to kind of clear out some space in the garage and then we've got new furniture it's been phases of pushing phases of doing and phases of sitting back and looking at all of these rooms and looking at these empty walls and Playing in my imagination and looking at what do I want to do with this the next time I feel that urge to go to the store, spend an afternoon redoing a wall or adding wallpaper or something like that. The next time I have that urge, I want to be ready for it. I need to kind of ride my emotional wave on things that I can do in order to get ready for that next push of house project type things. I process that stress through this channel of corrections. And so, this channel of judgment, this channel of corrections. It's always looking for how could I get the most out of this situation? How can I create a plan that will support me in making improvements? Or how can I deconstruct this entire system and put it back together in a way that makes more sense? I'm always trying to perfect things. And I noticed this even with decorating my house, we're decorating our room right now. And I'm recognizing that a lot of the furniture. We've got a lot of wood furniture. We've got a lot of natural textures. I'm adding in some green. And I don't know if I like the black bed frame. I don't know if it works there. And that might be a correction that I have to make. It was a decision that I made initially, but it might be a correction that I have to make in order to create the perfect room that I want. There's also this Knowing that it's not actually going to be perfect and my house does not have to look like a magazine, it can look lived in. For me, I'm also reaching for this perfect balance of it's not going to be absolutely perfect. It's not going to look like a magazine, but it's going to be functional. Functionality and ease in my daily life is much more important to me and in my environment than it just looking pretty. I've had to move out of the shadow of superficiality many, many, many times in my life. But with the channel of judgment, specifically with that root center pressure of, I want to make things better. I want to improve things. I want to correct it. It creates health for me. It supports me in feeling physically healthy. And it's something that If I'm interacting with stress, I'm probably interacting with stress and pressure on a physical level. It's not necessarily that I feel pressure to process emotions or I feel pressure to take action. I feel pressure to create safety. I feel pressure to move out of fear. I feel this essence of if I make this move now, is it possibly dangerous? Rearranging furniture in my house and deciding maybe I want a different bed frame can sometimes put this pressure on, okay, well, are you sure about that? Is that necessary? Is that a safe decision to be making? Then I get to work with my splenic center a little bit in that decision-making process and in that moment. So I have this channel of perfection, which means I know that the things in my life are always in progress. Everything in my life is in progress. My business is in progress my months are in progress, my dogs are in progress, my fitness routine is in progress, my nutrition and my relationship to food is in progress, my house is in progress. Everything is in progress. And there is not an end destination. Perfection is not an end destination. But I have all of these journeys and all of these relationships and all of these areas of life that I'm interacting with And it gets to be a journey. It gets to be progress. And I know that I'm going to make corrections over time, but I'm also giving myself the time to ride my own pressure, to ride that sacral timing and allow myself to make the improvements and make the corrections and move forward in each of these journeys when the time is right. I trust my timing very deeply. And I'm also recognizing that I'm always on a journey. Everything is in progress, but it's also perfect exactly the way it is. It can be simultaneously perfect for right now, and there can be room for improvement in the future. So that's a perspective that I hold. And I give myself many different areas of life to challenge myself to use that pressure and to use that energy. So that's the root center pressure. I have the emotional center connected to the ego center. So this means that I need space. Part of my energetic maintenance is giving myself time and space to ride my emotional waves. I do not make decisions in my business unless I've ridden my emotional wave. Even if that means I have to come back to somebody a couple of days later, even if that means that I have to push a deadline, even if that means I have to extend a launch, I will do that if I need to, if I do not have emotional clarity, this is something that I do outside of my business as well. When I went to buy a motorcycle, my husband who set everything up, who knows so much about me because of my human design, but has no idea what human design is. He set up the perfect scenario for me making a decision outside of my business. I think this is a great example. He, saw the inspiration. He saw that I was excited because he got a motorcycle. And I realized that that might be really fun to learn how to ride and challenge myself in a new way. It could be really fun. I'm a nervous driver, so I'm a safe driver. And so I was looking at, maybe I want one. I was starting to feel through that decision. So he gave me things to respond to. He looked at different body styles. He gave me different brands. He gave me different sizes. He put one together and he's like, I think this would be really perfect for you. He gave me all of these options that I could respond to so that he could gauge my, "Mm, yeah, that's really exciting. Or "Uh, that's definitely a no for me. And that was me riding my emotional wave, but also tuning into that sacral center because he's a sacral authority. So he's looking for those yeses and no's. He's looking for me to respond to him. I can respond to him easily when he gives me things to respond to. I can respond yes and no, and that helps me to ride that emotional wave. Then he found a place that had one of the bikes that we really liked. And we went there and he was very intentional about there is no pressure. There is absolutely no pressure. We're just going there for you to sit on it. (laughs) We're driving three hours away. So you can sit on this bike and see if it's something that you want, but you don't have to say yes today. If you need a couple more days to feel it through, you can take as long as you need and we can go back at any point in the future. So he took the pressure off. He knows me so well. He knows that I cannot make, especially big decisions like a motorcycle I can't make those in the moment. I don't always have access to that intuitive right now. What do I need to do? Sometimes I need a minute. Sometimes I need to feel something through. Sometimes it takes me time. So he's able to support me in that decision-making process, even outside of my business. I definitely did just get the motorcycle while we were there because I'd been reading the emotional wave on it for a couple of days at that point with all of the anticipation. And then when we got there, it was a very clear yes, like, okay, I've made the decision. I've ridden through this wave. I felt through all of the feelings of, do I want a motorcycle? And then specifically being there, I was able to say, yes, this is the one that I want. I really enjoy it. But then it turned into a journey because now I have to get into classes to learn how to ride a motorcycle. But before I could do that, I needed to get contacts because I only wear glasses or I primarily wear glasses. So I had to make an eye doctor's appointment and it was a whole journey to getting me to that motorcycle. But it was by design every step of the way. (laughs) Moving on to some of the other centers. I want to talk about my undefined centers. So with my undefined centers, I have my undefined head center and I have my undefined G center. So I'm actually going to talk about the head center first because This podcast is a phenomenal example of this. I have the Undefined Head Center. And what this means is that I look to my environment for inspiration. I look to my environment for questions and mental pressure. I don't always have like original ideas and downloads come to me. And the way that I get inspired is very inconsistent. I don't always know What's going to happen? Sometimes I get amazing ideas when I'm in the shower. Or sometimes I get amazing ideas while I'm on a walk. Sometimes I get incredible ideas when I'm listening to someone, when I'm talking to somebody. Sometimes no matter what I do, I don't feel like I'm able to connect to inspiration. And that's because that head center is undefined and that's going to be an inconsistent journey for me. So I was sitting down and thinking about all of these ideas that I have for podcast episodes and which one did I want to focus on. I walked around my house. I did some things outside of my office for a little while. And what I eventually did was I talked to my brother. He is currently staying with us for a little while. And so I said, I don't know what to record my podcast episode on. And he said, well, you could talk about why you are designed to enjoy things like that book and highlighting it and taking notes on it and studying and how somehow that's exciting because I'm sure that's in your chart somewhere. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you very much (laughs) for pointing that out. I got a book in the mail today that I was not expecting to get because I don't remember ordering it. But if you are familiar with Sarah J. Moss and her entire incredible multiple series of incredible fantasy romance, I think would be the right genre, like adult fantasy. I don't know. They're really incredible books. They're very fascinating. Recently in her latest series, she's dropped some incredible hints that make me want to go back and reread everything because with more books coming out, there's patterns, there's hints, they're hidden. With my 1762 channel, this is my Ajna being defined, connected to my throat center. I love organizing information. I love picking up on details. I love Connecting patterns. I love seeing if I can figure out the problem before it's actually expressed. When I watch TV shows with my husband, it's a game now for both of us where we see something and like I know that that's foreshadowing something in the future and I'll say it. And so he started to pick up on it as well. So we'll see something like, oh, they're dating, right? No one knows yet, but they're dating. Or she did it, right? (laughs) They're the murderer. I know it because of this. This is something that I really enjoy. It's been over a year now since I've been getting back into reading fantasy novels and reading for fun and enjoyment instead of personal growth. Very sacral energy, very fun. It's a good phase for me to go through. And I like reading because I can go through phases within reading. As a hobby, I can go through very action-heavy phases, or I can go through really relationship-focused books or plot-driven books. I can go through all of these different genres and all of these different areas that fuel that sacral excitement, but because my sacral is connected to my throat and my ajna is connected to my throat center, there's something about organizing information that's also really exciting to me. I have read all of the books in the Sarah J. Mass universe And I am planning to start rereading them all. I've actually reread a couple of them, but I want to read them in physical form, not in my Kindle, so that I can highlight and I can annotate, (laughs) I can take notes, and I can figure out what I think is going to happen in these next books. Very few people would find that much enjoyment and that much satisfaction from reading something again very many Jen going through something again, a second time is very natural to me. That's something that I do all of the time with. I usually rush through it the first time. And then I go back through another time to fix things and perfect things and make it better over time. So of course, I'm going to go back through and I'm going to see things from an entirely different perspective. That's one of my favorite things to do is to do something again from an entirely different perspective. It's, the most satisfying thing in the world. So I'm going to go back through these books and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have so much fun organizing that information. It's stimulating to my brain. It allows me to use my 1762 channel to process mental energy. I'm using the book as a source of inspiration. I get to take it all in. I get to see it. I get to process it and I get to express what my ideas and my opinions would be based on that. So I'm going to take my notes and I'm probably going to start making a TikTok series on it because I think that would be really fun. And I'm pretty sure only one person in the entire world is going to understand the full context of a conversation. Jessica, thank you. I love you. And she's not even on TikTok. It's something that I would make entirely for me because I want to express that information because I'm excited about it. And it's a phase that I'm in. That does not have to be valuable to anyone else. Me talking about the books that I'm enjoying and the plot connections that I am seeing would be a conversation that very few people in my audience would understand, or very few people in my audience would be interested in understanding. But that's still something that I am probably going to do because it's exciting to me. And that's something that supports my energetic maintenance and therefore it's done enough. It doesn't need to be valuable to other people. It doesn't need to be something specific it can just be good for me. It can just be satisfying for me. And if it helps other people in the process, that's amazing. But when you're focusing on energetic maintenance, you're recognizing that you're getting what you need out of that process, regardless of the results. So me going through these books, it doesn't matter if I figure out the answers. It doesn't matter if I'm right. It doesn't matter if I'm able to predict everything that she is planning for her next books in the series. But I'm going to express my opinions because that's what I'm thinking and that's fun for me. And so it does not matter what the end result is. It matters that I'm showing up for this project. and I'm spending my time doing something that's enjoyable. And that is ultimately what energetic maintenance is about, is making sure that you're doing things in your life that support you in your energetic maintenance. I have this channel of organization of the organizational being with the 1762. And that one with my 1858, since they're both on that logical circuitry, they play with each other a lot. So when I'm thinking about my house, I'm also thinking about how I'm going to organize everything better. Every single day of my life, I look at my house in some way, shape, or form and think I could organize that better. I could make that better. I could improve that. I could do it better. Organizing things is very fun to me. I enjoy putting things in boxes. I enjoy deciding if it would look better in color, coordinated order, or in alphabetical order. My spices are by alphabetical order and my closets by color. (laughs) putting things in that order every single time I put things away is very satisfying to me. And that's something that I spend my time doing. And that's an ongoing project is organizing my house deeper and deeper and deeper and in more detail, in more detail, but also holding that perspective of it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be functional. And however I decide to do it right now is the next iteration of it. And I can always improve it again in the future. I play with my channels a lot we were talking about the undefined head center, I do want to bring us back to the undefined G center. The undefined G center means that my sense of direction, who I am and my magnetism is very related to the world around me and to the environment that I'm in. Undefined G centers are called geomagnetic, which means where you are and what environment you are in is extremely important for how you show up and how you feel. I'm very particular about my environment. I like being home. I like having rooms in my house that feel like retreats. I'm a mountains environment person. So my office is a separate room. It's a space that's dedicated just to my work. I come in here specifically for this, but I get to retreat. I get to be alone. I get to be in my space here. It's bright. So I have the views. I can see what I need to see. It's a micro environment that really supports me. The garage, we've been renovating that kind of, we've been adding exercise furniture. We're not really renovating. we are put mats down and we added some exercise furniture, but we're turning that into what's going to feel like a very physical retreat. I can go out there. I can step away. I can get into a different environment. I can breathe. I can retreat a little bit to get into my body, to stretch a little bit, to do some work on my yoga mat if I need to. The outside patio, out back, we've been making that into a great space where it feels like a retreat. So I've supported myself in my alignment by creating an environment that makes me feel really good. My environment's very important. Something else that I've been playing with is kind of seasonal decorating, but doing it in my own way. So right now I have, SSCC brand colors all over my living room (laughs) because why not? I got new candles and I chose the ones that are SSCC brand colors. I have a whiteboard in the middle of my living room that has sacred success live written on the top of it. And every single time somebody new enrolls, I write their name down on the board so that in my environment is a physical reminder of where I am going and the direction that I'm heading and the current vibration or the current project that I am focusing on. It helps to be my anchor. And so I put it in my environment. I put it outside of me. To be this reminder and to be this anchor point for me tapping into that energy, connecting with that project and embodying whatever it is that I need to embody for that goal. So with SSCC, every single time I see that whiteboard, that triggers my visualization. I visualize it full. I visualize all of the names. I visualize writing all of the names on this board and being overjoyed by all of the people that are enrolling in this. I get to see, wow, I'm changing the lives of all of these people. It's a visual reminder. And then I can look around the rest of the room and see that I am such an embodiment of this work that, of course, I'm energetically aligned. Of course, the right people are showing up. Of course, this is a no brainer opportunity for people because I am the embodiment of everything that I teach in that program. It's taught from so much integrity. It is taught from a space of true joy and true satisfaction. So it's very aligned and I can see that alignment and I remind myself of that alignment through the physical objects that are in my house and in my living space. That's the undefined G center. Now let's talk about the ego center. The ego center or the heart center is for me, it's connected to that emotionality. A lot of what this channel is about for me, it's about keeping promises to myself I am the queen of exhausting myself to do things for other people and to follow through on something that I said I would do just because I said I would do it, even if it is not actually aligned for me. I can't tell you how many times I have overextended myself because somebody asked me to and I did not know how to say no. I will access a deeper level of willpower than anything to get something done and to prove myself to somebody else. But for me, It usually isn't the same. I recognized that I was having difficulty keeping the promises to myself. And what I was teaching myself was that as soon as somebody else needed something, I would jump in to support them and I would let go of my promises to myself. So let's say that I have intentions of doing a workout or spending the next hour getting in touch with my body, stepping away from work. I get a client message. They need me to do something or I get a message from my team asking me for something. Me not keeping my promises to myself would be me jumping back into work even if I'm about to work out. It would be me jumping in to do something for someone else even if it's not what I promised myself. What happens for me is that I will and jump back into work really quickly. And then I'll find myself working for a couple more hours. And by that time, my motivation to work out is completely gone. I'll say, oh, it's too late for today. I'll work out tomorrow. But in that moment, I am saying that my promises to myself of I'm going to work out this many days a week, or I'm going to move my body, I'm going to dedicate this hour of my day to getting in tune with my body. I'm saying that that promise to me doesn't matter. I'm saying that I can't be trusted to follow through on the promises that I'm making for me. I'm saying that I matter less than other people. And that's very non-aligned for me. When I make promises to me, I want it to be important. I want it to feel like a contract. I want to feel like I'm committing to something. So I've decided that my yes is a really important yes. My yes is an all-in yes. In order for me to go all-in for something, for me to see it as a yes, for me to fully honor and make my commitments... I want to make sure that one, I am only saying yes to the things that are genuinely a yes. I am two, prioritizing and keeping those promises to myself. So every single time that I keep a promise to myself, I write it down. I remind myself, I show myself, look, I am trustworthy. I am doing exactly what I said I was going to do. I can trust me. I am following through on what I said I would do. So I'm building that relationship and building that trust with myself. And one of the ways that I've been able to do this is with challenging myself. The ego center loves challenge. It loves competition and healthy competition is born when you are in competition with yourself. It's about self-improvement and not necessarily improvement or domination or winning over other people. It's about I got better than who I was yesterday. So I challenge myself. I'm currently challenging myself with gymnastics skills. I'm challenging myself with how many streaks or how many weeks in a row can I keep up these workout routines. I'm challenging myself to eat earlier in the day. I'm challenging myself to drink a certain amount of water. I have very specific goals for the minimum of what it takes to take care of me. I have decided that I am somebody who takes care of themselves and nourishes themselves very deeply. And in order to do that, I have a minimum for different areas of my life so that at the end of every single day, I can look through and I can see, did I take care of myself at the bare minimum today? Am I keeping my promise to me? As a focused view perspective where I'm a specific manifester, if that's the language that you are familiar with. It's important for me to be able to see the details and for me to label the value of something. It's also kind of my defined ego here. So if I'm making a promise to myself in order to know if I'm keeping that promise to myself, it needs to be trackable. I have to be able to make it very obvious because with my 3420, there's this lack of self-awareness sometimes with my two line, there's a lack of self-awareness sometimes. So like, I don't always see myself. And so if I make it very obvious and I make it very clear what I'm committing to doing every single day, it's obvious if it's a yes or a no. I have my bare minimum skincare routine and I have my all out skincare routines. So I have a range essentially I have moving my body. That's something I do every day. I have a routine for the bare minimum of moving my body is 15 minutes of stretching. I don't have to do anything else, but I can stretch for 15 minutes or I can walk my dogs for 15 minutes, but it's 15 minutes of movement is my bare minimum for every single day with water. I think water is a really important one. I have struggled with hydration pretty much my entire life. And so I have a specific water bottle. I have many water bottles actually, and three of them is my minimum every single day. I drink three of them. And this is a promise that I'm committing to right now getting better at because it is one that I have been slacking on lately. But when I'm committing to my promises and when I'm looking at these at the end of the day, that is something that I bring to my awareness is you are not fueling yourself in this specific way. And so I can keep that promise better to myself. That's an area for improvement. I'm not aiming to be perfect. I'm aiming to commit to my yeses, to honor my yeses, and to do my absolute best by doing this tracking and kind of observing my behaviors. I'm able to support myself and in making those improvements. But when I'm trying to create a habit, my goal is the bare minimum. You can't create a habit and hold yourself to extremely high expectations. So if my goal is to, let's say, stay more hydrated, I need a goal that's a bare minimum. The first step for me was getting a water bottle and carrying it with me absolutely everywhere. I may not be drinking the water all of the time, but I was bringing it with me everywhere. I had access to hydration one of the rules that I have is that I have to finish my water bottle before I can drink coffee in the morning. If I want coffee, if I want tea, I have to drink water first. So that's supportive of my design. That's a challenge for me. That's rules that support me. It's structure that supports me in doing what I need to do, which is just take care of myself and nurture myself. But when I'm creating a new habit or a new routine, like when I wanted to start working out more regularly, I was really intentional about the bare minimum. I was going to do the bare minimum every single day. That was my commitment, was the absolute bare minimum. If I wanted to do more, I could. But I started every single day with 15 minutes of stretching or 15 minutes of walking my dog, something small, so that I knew that I was at least checking off my bare minimum every single day, and then I could do more if I wanted to. But that was incredible for me. It's incredibly supportive for me to have clear standards and clear expectations around What is my bare minimum? What is my commitment? What am I committing to doing? Because then I can do what I need to do and I can see the why behind it and I don't get caught up in the expectation of what is this going to cause? What is this going to create? What is this going to bring me? It's focused on what am I doing and what's my intention for doing it. A lot of the intentions that I have for doing the things that I do is energetic maintenance And it's to feel good and it's to process energy and it's to be myself in a little bit more of an intentional way. When I am wanting to shop at different grocery stores or I am creating different things in my business, any new thing, I'm able to look at it through this lens of this supports me in being more of myself. This supports me in being more aligned and more authentic. And that's the goal in every single moment for me is to be more of myself. So that is What I have for you today, I think on energetic maintenance, I just kind of forgot that I was talking and came back to awareness and remembered that I was talking. So I have reached the end of my notes. Just to recap, energetic maintenance is intentionally creating space to be yourself and to live your life in a way that is authentic to you. And in every single moment, there's an opportunity to be even more you and to be even more aligned and to be more connected with your highest self. So I challenge you to do so. I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of The Energetics of Everything. I hope that you are walking away inspired. I hope you have some notes. I hope you had some beautiful breakthrough moments from the content and the conversation that we had today. And if you are looking for a deeper level of support as you embody your design in your life and in your business, I invite you to join us for Sacred Success Live. Sacred Success Live will be opening for enrollment on September 1st, and we will be closing enrollment on September 8th. This will be a six month program where you will learn everything that I know about human design. You can get certified in my methods because we'll have access to this incredible 250 plus video library that I have created on the human design and gene key system. This is the most in-depth program that I have seen available on human design specifically related to coaching and on top of that in the six months of support you will get I believe there's 60 calls 60 calls or something ridiculous like that I believe there's 60 calls that we're going to be hosting where you will learn chart reading skills you will get to work through case studies you will get to practice your skills you will also get coaching and feedback and accountability on embodying your own design our goal is to not just teach you human design because Learning your design and learning some fun facts about yourself is one thing, but embodying it and living it and practicing it is something entirely different. And so that is the main goal of this container is to support you in making aligned decisions, aligned actions, and trusting yourself to guide yourself through any level of uncertainty that you may experience in life or business because business can be uncertain sometimes. And I want you to know how to access the intuitive wisdom that's inside of you because it's absolutely there. So on that note, if you are thinking about joining this container, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you tune into your inner authority to make this decision. I don't want you in your head. I don't want you thinking too much about it. I really want you to let your body lead you into this container The people who have entered into containers with me from this space of, I don't know exactly why I'm here, but I know that I'm here for a reason, are the people who are able to create absolutely profound results with the work that we do. If you're coming into the space thinking that it's going to solve a specific problem or make you feel worthy or give you something that is possibly in your non-self, I encourage you to tune into your authority a little bit deeper to see if this is truly aligned for you. We have a whole episode on this podcast on aligned Decision Making, so please check that out as a resource and to support you as you make this decision. If you have additional questions, you can reach out to us through email, on Instagram, wherever you want to contact us, and we will be happy to support you in making an aligned Decision for yourself. And if this is following you, if this is calling you, I encourage you to follow that nudge and check it out see what your inner authority says. And if it's an aligned decision, it's an aligned decision. And I will see you inside of Sacred Success Live.